everybody. I am Giancarlo, the founding pastor for Victory Church, and, and with me a good group of our members here in the church, Tracy, my wife, Al Serrano, we have Penny here, and Tony, Chad, good to see you, Charlie, good to see you again, Deborah, and Charlotte here, and today for the first time with us, Stella, Yay. with a wonderful, wonderful story that uh, she told us. Uh, and I want to take one minute just to tell you this very interesting thing, friends. It was a few, a weeks, a few weeks ago that uh, one of our members, Charlie Ray, was in a restaurant. And she delivered, uh, well, actually, she was carrying a calendar from the church there. And she shared the calendar with Stella. Isn't it that the way that you knew about mm -hmm. us? Mm -hmm. Right. And as a result, you came to the church one yes. Sunday. It was a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we are very happy to have you here. Thank you. And uh, it's a pleasure, really. And we give you the welcome here in Victory Church to our group. That's great. <laughs> and uh, we want to thank uh, our brother, Brandon. You are in, in Dallas, right, Brandon? And howdy. Well, thank you so much for the enchiladas. They were very, very delicious. And we appreciate that you very cooked for good. us, brother. That was very nice. With that being said, we are going to start our study, and uh, tonight we are in lesson number 32. Wonderful. April the 24th, the title of this lesson is Negotiating with the Lord, and it's based on a chapter uh, from the book of Genesis and this Bible timeline study. Genesis 18, from the verse 16 through 33. And I'm going to ask my wife to read for us this passage, please. Ooh. It's long. <laughs> then the men got up to leave. They looked toward Sodom and began walking in that direction. Abraham walked with them to send them on their way. The Lord said to himself, Should I tell Abraham what I am doing, going to do now? Abraham will become a great and powerful nation, and all the nations on earth will be blessed because of him. I have made a special agreement with him. I did this so that he would command his children and his descendants to live the way the Lord wants them to. I did this so that they would live right and be fair. Then I, the Lord, can give him what I promised. Then the Lord said, I have heard many times that the people of Sodom and Gomorrah are very evil. I will go and see if they are as bad as I have heard. Then I will know for sure. So the men turned and started walking towards Sodom, while Abraham stood there before the Lord. Then Abraham approached him and asked, Will you destroy the good people while you are destroying those who are evil? What if there are fifty good people in that city? Will you destroy it? Surely you will have surely you will save the city for fifty for the fifty good people living there. Surely you would not destroy the city. You would not destroy 50 good people to kill those who are evil. If that happened, those who are good would be the same as those who are evil. Both would be punished. As the judge of the whole world, surely you would do the right thing. Then the Lord said, If I find 50 good people in the city of Sodom, I will save the whole city. Then Abraham said, Compare to you, Lord, I am only dust and ashes, but let me bother you again and ask you this question. What if there are five less than fifty? Will you destroy a whole city because of just five people? The Lord said, If I find forty-five good people there, I will not destroy the city. Abraham spoke again. He said, 
And if you find only 40 good people there, you will destroy the city. The Lord said, If I find 40 good people, I will not destroy the city. Then Abraham said, Lord, please don't be angry with me, but let me ask you this. If only 30 good people are in the city, will you destroy it? The Lord said, If I find 30 good people there, I will not destroy the city. Then Abraham said, Lord, may I bother you again and ask, What if there are 20 good people? The Lord answered, If I find 20 good people, I will not destroy the city. Then Abraham said, Lord, please don't be angry with me, but let me bother you this one last time. If you find ten good people there, what will you do? The Lord said, If I find ten good people in the city, I will not destroy it. The Lord finished speaking to Abraham and left. Then Abraham went back home. Hmm. Thank you. Long, long reading, right? <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. That was great. The scripture we just read, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, may the Lord guide us in this study. Okay, verse 17, the Lord, it says, the Lord talked to himself. Okay, so, mm -hmm. do you talk to himself, to yourself? <laughs> Sorry, do you talk to yourself? How many of you talk Quite to yourself? frequently. <laughs> you do? You do? All right, but uh, you don't insult yourself. What did you do? You Sometimes. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> do, do you ask yourself, well, what's your name? <laughs> well, it's a reality, right, that many people talk to, to themselves. And I think uh, I do that too sometimes. Sometimes uh, I wonder what I was doing here and things like that, right? But... Uh, when you hear yourself talking, you are paying attention. Sometimes, some, sometimes people are just talking without paying attention even to themselves, right? But I start with this concept because it's very important that all of us take our time to reflect on what we are doing. And sometimes, listen, if you are looking for something or you are trying to do something and you speak loud what you are thinking, that gives you a better understanding of what you are doing. So it's a good thing to talk to yourself. I don't think I don't think it's a problem. But in verse 18, we know that the Lord said something amazing about Abraham. He said that he will become a great and, and powerful nation. And uh, it's because of that promise that the Lord gave him. I want you to know that the Lord will bless you more and more as you obey him we we know that in the previous chapters of genesis every time the lord asked abraham to do something abraham did it you remember many things and when you obey what the lord is putting in your heart or telling you directly through the scripture you are going to earn privileges with him did you hear what i said you earn privileges sometimes believers are not earning those privileges from God different kind of blessings and it's because they are not obeying what the Lord is telling them to do you know what the Lord is telling you is not the same thing that the Lord is telling you or telling you or telling me everyone is receiving instructions 
according with what the Lord wants us to do. So the big question always is, what do you want me, Lord, to do? And you have to take your time to reflect about it and ask yourself, am I doing what the Lord wants, want, wants me to do? Am I doing this thing that He said that I need to do? Because when you reflect on your life, you will grow. You don't want to be uh, the same person forever, right? I mean, you want to grow, you want to prosper, you want to have more wisdom, right? You want to be more intelligent, you want to, to acquire things, you want to have more things, you want to, to be a better person, right? You want that. Those are blessings, those are privileges that are going to come to your life as long as you continue obeying what the Lord is telling you to do. In the verse 18, we read that. But I want you to, to, to observe something so interesting there, and I highlighted it in, in red in your notes. And by the way, for our viewers, the notes of this study are already there in the comments of the post. All right. And the verse 19 says that the Lord did that, blessed Abraham, that so that he would command his children and his descendants to live the way the Lord wants them to do. The, the real blessing, please listen carefully to this, the real blessing is when we learn to live the right way. That is the real blessing. Some people think, okay, if I get the job or if I make that deal, if I can get that money, I will get what I want. Then I will be blessed. People think that stuff is the blessing or things are the blessing. The real blessing is to live the way that pleases the Lord. That's the real blessing. And do you know why? Because when you live the way that He wants you to live, He is going to give you everything He wants you to have. Do you understand? Do you see the difference? When you please the Lord with your life, the Lord is going just to give you things that you can't even imagine. Things that you, you never thought that could be possible for you to have, the Lord will send it to you when you are living the way that He wants you to live. And He says that, uh, he, he says in this part of the scripture, I, I want Him, I want Abraham to command His children to do that. Did you hear the verb? To command. In other words, to instruct, to teach them, kind of force them, if you like, command, right? Give them an order. I want Abraham to tell them, tell their children how to live. And, uh, and this is something very important, that we parents, we, we should instruct our children the way that, that they should live. Naturally, you know, when the kid is a grown-up, 
there is not much that we can do about it, right? They, they make their own decisions and whatnot. But uh, when they are little, then is when the great opportunity exists for us to tell them this is what you need to do. I wonder how many of you guys went to church when you were little. How many of you? You went? You, 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 you? Often. Often? You? What about you? You went to church? Often. Often? You never went to church when you were little. All right. Well, you know, out of the 10 people are here right now, approximately 11. 11. Yeah, well, okay. Out of us, this group, basically, you are the only one that didn't go to church when you were little. Oh, no. <laughs> that explains. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that explains the hostility. <laughs> okay, listen, guys. All of us, we were raised that way, and, and our parents didn't ask us, "Would you like to come to church?" They didn't ask me. They didn't ask you. Hey, we got we got to church. Get right, yeah. right. So we learned that way. We 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 were not asked. The same thing was with making our bed, brushing our teeth, cleaning our room. This kind of things, you know, because it's the responsibility of a parent to teach good things to their kids. Now, in these days, you correct a kid, and the kid doesn't want to do anything, and then you try to enforce that that they accuse you that you are abusing your child. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, you know. There are some things that I understand is an abuse. The way that we talk to the kids, you know, or just hitting them without a reason, that's an abuse. But when, when you are telling, if you, my friend, are watching the video or you are listening, if you have little ones, it's your responsibility to tell them to do the right thing. That, that is your responsibility. Now, what happens with adults? Like, for instance, let's talk about the reality of churches. You know, myself as a pastor, my job is to love everybody in the church, but at the same time to instruct you in the ways of the Lord, to teach you the ways of the Lord, to teach you the scriptures so you can apply them and follow it, right? It's our responsibility to do that. Now, in the verse 19, we read, Something also very, very nice. It says that the Lord gave him that blessing that he promised. Because when the Lord promises us something, he will do it. And I keep talking about this constantly to everybody. What is the promise that you receive from the Lord for your life, for your family, for your descendants, for your health, for your financial situation, for your career? And you just trust in the Lord. He will do it because great blessings come to those who obey the Lord. Can I say something? Sure. Because this just came alive to me. Yes. Um, it says, you know, after they live the right way, then I, the Lord, can give him what I promise. I circled the word can. Then I, the Lord, can give him what I promise. Because if they don't live the right way, his hands are tied and he can't, he can't bless you. He is now able to bless you because you are living the right way. 
Well, the Lord is, is, is the father of all believers, right? right? Creator of heaven and earth. The, the whole planet belongs to him. Everybody belongs to the Lord. Everybody. In Asia, in California, in Guatemala, in Dallas, here in Odessa. Everybody belongs to the Lord. We belong to him, right? And as a, as a father, he wants to give us more and more of his love and mercy and blessings. But naturally, there, there are some conditions that sometimes we do not fulfill, and then we stop that blessing to come to our lives, right? Think about students in the school. You know, not all the students are going to pass <laughs> just because they, they are enrolled, <laughs> right? We are so happy to hear about Wendy's graduation, right? You yes. saw that. That's wonderful. She is getting her master's, right. and uh, that is a great honor. But it's the result of dedication, study, and effort. So blessings are, are the result of certain conditions that we need to meet. You, you are right about that. And um, it is sad when, when we don't get the blessing because we, we are messing things up. <laughs> and that is what the Lord wants us to stop. Right. Okay. Verse 20 says something very interesting as well. It says, the Lord said, I have heard many times that the people of Sodom and Gomorrah are very evil. He, the Lord, is aware of the evildoers. If you right now are struggling with certain issues because somebody is being mean to you or disrespectful or is trying to... Um, hurt you, evildoers, right? People that have bad intentions. I want you to know that the Lord sees that. Now, the issue is that you can get upset about it because you think it's not fair. Somebody is attacking me. Somebody's doing these things. And uh, that, that's not fair. I, I don't like that. You just trust in the Lord. You just trust in the Lord. And what is what we should do, guys, with those individuals that are mean to us or disrespectful? Pray for them. We pray for them. Good point, Stella. We pray for them. We forgive them. Now, some of you are, are thinking, here we go again, Gian, with the forgiveness. How many times do we need to talk about forgiving people? Well, we need to talk about it all the time. Every day. Because every day, right? Every day we will need to, to forgive somebody. Every day we will need to do that, right? So the forgiveness has to come from our hearts. We pray for those individuals. And, you know, whatever is happening in their lives or their motives or their actions, there is one judge, and his name is the Lord God Almighty. You do not worry about those who are doing the wrong thing. You do not worry about it. You don't worry about it. The Lord will take care of that. <laughs> but uh, certainly there is a beautiful teaching here about Abraham negotiating with the Lord, right? Okay. Who can tell me how many times he was bargained with the Lord? How many times he did it? Six. Five or six. 
how many people the Lord, he said, let's count them. Let's, let's review this together, okay? Okay, it starts where? With 50. So that is the first one. And then what? 45. 45? Okay, that's two. Then what? 40. 40? That's three. 30. 30? Mm -hmm. That's four. 20. 20? That's five. And then 10. And then 10. <laughs> and then 10. Six times. Six times. You know, what a negotiation. Was he good or what? He was good. Okay. And the Lord was very patient. <laughs> the Lord had taken. <laughs> what a patience, right? Yeah. From the Lord. What a bad negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> no, because his his business is in saving souls. We will t we will and get there. My understanding is he already knew how many people. Of course. He didn't have that. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But it's it's very interesting, the approach. What would you like to negotiate with the Lord? Anything, if he's going to negotiate like that. What would you like to negotiate with the Lord? Write it down. What is what, is what you would like to negotiate with the, Lord, with the Lord? Okay, I would like to negotiate with the Lord, the Lord this deal, this thing, this dream, this desire, this need, this miracle. I would like to negotiate with the Lord. Talk to him. And notice here how merciful the Lord was. But there is there are a couple of things that you need to take into consideration. <clears throat> the first one is in verse twenty seven. Then Abraham said, Compared to you, Lord. I am only dust and ashes. But let me bother you again and ask you this question. What a great example of the right approach to the good Lord God Almighty. Very respectful. Catch more bees with honey. Oh, what a great approach. Because so many people do not know how to talk to the Lord. And uh, perhaps that even is your case. I don't know what you have done in your life, what kind of things you have said to the Lord, but I know because of testimonies of different people <clears throat> throughout many years that the, when they were in terrible situations, they talked to the Lord in a very disrespectful way. And they thought that by threatening the Lord or talking to the Lord in that way, they will get something in return and, and the truth of the matter is there is no way that anyone will get anything from the Lord by talking to him in, in that way compared to you Lord I am just dust and ashes what a, what a, what a great approach guys and I, I have said this to you guys before in, in your private time with the Lord, bend your knees in the solitude of your room. Bow down before the Lord in that private place where nobody else will see you. It's just you and the Lord. Be on your knees. Bow down. 
and show him the respect and speak those words to him. And so, some people are not used to this this kind of approach. I mean, some people even don't don't talk out loud prayers, <laughs> right? They, they are more like a they text message the Lord in their prayers. Have you noticed that? They said, uh, "Please be with me." Amen. <laughs> it sounds like a text message. Sometimes it sounds like a command. Sometimes it doesn't sound like a, a request, a petition. It's more like, I'm telling you, God, what I want you to do, okay? Wow. How in the world we can get a miracle, we can find favor in His eyes when, when we talk that way to Him? There is no way, right? And now, let, let's talk for a moment about us. When people talk to us like that, like in a demanding way, whether they are children, grandchildren, co-workers, friends, whoever, when someone is talking to you in that way, you need to make them aware that that is not the right way to talk to you. Because if you allow that kind of approach to you, that's, that's bad. You need to see yourself also with self-respect, right? And you say, I don't appreciate the way you're talking to me. You don't need to, to be loud. You don't need to be uh, rude. Right? We, we all have to be careful in that matter, too, how we approach others. <laughs> right? Because I, I am guilty like everybody else. Sometimes, uh, probably, there is no tact in the approach. I just want this. Can you give me this, please? Can you do that, please? Can you do that? Will you do this? Will you come? Will you do? Will you? It is more like a, always demanding. And I think part of the humility that we all should have is to, to have a nice way to ask for things. Right? And uh, naturally, when it's about our approach to the Lord, we need, we need to take that into consideration. Compared to you, Lord, I am just dust and ashes, is what he said. And you know what, guys? He was wealthy. Mm -hmm. He had, I don't know how many dozens of employees working for him. Hundreds. I have no idea how much money he had. But look at that humility. And sometimes we see people, you know, driving a brand new sport car in town which they owe 95% of the value of the vehicle, but they behave in such a way, so arrogantly, that's, that's just wrong. And in our families, that happens too. Have you seen that? Sometimes it's just funny. Young people, they come after six months in a new job. <laughs> they, they, they are making a little money, and now they come with these new things, brand new things that, whatever, you know, their credit cards are. Oh my gosh, they are in huge debts, but they walk and talk to people so arrogantly. Uh, that's not right. That's just not right. And, uh, and we need to be careful not to make that kind of mistake either. Right? Humility, being humble. I'm not saying you don't buy good things. If you have the money, buy your, for yourself good things. I like good things. I like good, high quality stuff. Right? Because they last longer. 
and you are happier with those things. But that doesn't mean that you have to be arrogant. We all need to search for that humility that Abraham showed to the Lord and negotiate with that. What is the answer from the Lord about all this? In the last uh, verse of this passage, in 32, it says, If I find ten good people in the city, I will not destroy it. So he agreed. He agreed. He said, I really care for people. That is exactly the heart of the Lord. Is the heart of the Lord is about saving souls. Second Peter chapter three verse nine declares, "The Lord does not delay His promise; He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. To all of us to come to repentance. That is the heart of the Lord. The heart of the Lord is to reach out to people, to save people." If you are listening this study and there is something that you need to repent, go ahead, my friend. Go ahead. Say your prayer and say, admit it and say, Lord, I'm not doing things right. And, and I want to repent. I need your forgiveness and, and change. You know, the Lord doesn't hate necessarily people. Right now we are... Uh, Aware of the situation in California, right? What is what is what they are trying to do uh, with the Bible? <laughs> uh, and uh, you you know, I read a post, and it says that the reason they are giving these politicians are saying that it's because the the Bible promotes hate against certain people. And, and I want you to know that the Bible doesn't promote hate. It's the opposite. Only those who never read the Bible will say such a thing because they don't know it. The scripture promotes love, reconciliation, forgiveness. If people in California or in any other state or in any other country just don't care for what the scripture talks about but they are entitled to have their own opinion but I want you to know that we Christians are called to love people we are called to reach out to people and what we do here in this church is, is exactly that we are reaching out to everybody in the community and we use all kind of ways to do that we create funny videos and apps and all kind of stuff and we do events for the kids here and there and all that is for one reason my friend one reason and one reason only is because we want to obey the scripture that tells us that we need to love people because that is the Lord's heart. He wants to save souls. So we want the same. Here in this church, we don't hate anybody. Regardless how people behave or what they think, in many, many ways, we don't hate anybody. We are here to love everybody and encourage everyone, starting with ourselves, for a change of lifestyle, if that lifestyle is not right. But at the end, it's entirely up to everyone to make that decision. You know, every morning my wife and I do a devotion in our home, and we study the scripture. 
And this morning I was talking with her about precisely that, that even though I want the best for her in many ways, and she wants the best for me in many ways, there is a fine line that I cannot cross, and she cannot cross, and it's called respect for the individuality of each one of us. Because after all, her relationship with the Lord, it's something that is between her and the Lord. And I don't have the right to put my hands there. It's none of my business. And vice versa. Whatever it is in my heart is something between me and the Lord. And she doesn't have the right to judge me. And she doesn't do that. We don't do that because we are very clear that we are called to love everybody, not to judge anybody. And with that, I want to end this study for tonight, telling you, everybody here, remember this. We are called to love the Lord with all of our hearts and to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Seek first the kingdom of the Lord, and everything else will be added to you. From Victory Church, all of us here, we say to you, have a beautiful night, many blessings, in the name of Jesus.